Well, good afternoon, everybody. Darren Saul, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 115, with the lovely Shiny Taylor in the studio. How are you, Shiny? I'm very well, thank you, Darren. How are you? I'm very well. And for everybody out there, we're going to be chatting about my favourite topic ever, content. Connect with content, master the art of connecting with content, and you'll have an abundance of people to serve. So everybody's asking me, who is Shiny? Now, entrepreneurs and business owners wanting to build their online presence and business through social media often sit down to create content and end up staring at the keyboard for hours, unsure on what to write or where to even start to attract clients. Shiny has spent her entire life exploring ways to help people connect with others by first connecting with themselves. And it is through that energetic inner connection that entrepreneurs and business owners are then able to connect with others and masterfully grow their online presence and their business. The way she teaches people how to write and the powerful organic client attraction strategies she shares causes your audience to seemingly emerge from the shadows, to want to work with you, which creates more sales in your business and more freedom in your life. Now, doesn't that sound great? Wow, that's so beautifully written. I feel like a writer must have done that. I think a content creator must have written that. (laughs) I wonder who that was. <laughs> Shani, welcome to the show. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much. But before we get into it, I want to know why, how did you get into this in the first place? How, what's your love for creating content? And did you come from a writing background or are you just that way inclined? If I'm honest, I'm a wannabe writer, like so much of the population. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, look, interestingly enough, um, or not interestingly enough, but I just have a love for words. And, um, you know, I've done many things. I've started out as a salesperson, a door-to-door salesperson. Me too, I did that. Of all things. You learn a lot Um, about words when you're door-to-door selling. (laughs) And not only that, Daz, I was selling insurance. So you can imagine. Oh, you've got it all. all (laughs) Door-to-door insurance sales. I mean, does it get any harder than that? People do not (laughs) 100 percent and that was also back in the days before there was even a nav a thing called a nav man so i had to learn how to read maps so it was a tough time oh my god yeah i remember those days you had the the yellow pages and the other one the gregory's or something the gregory's yeah you used to drive around like sydney and wollongong with these paper maps that you'd have to try and pull over the side of the road and wow. read it was and then try and sell people insurance so how long did that last Oh, like two years. Two years. Well, <laughs> yeah. You must have got pretty good at it. <laughs> I actually did. Yeah. I actually did because, you know, and, and commission only. Yeah. Commission only sales. Yeah. So, look, the love of words is, has been there for a long time. Um, and I've done yeah, many different things, sales roles. Um, you know, I've got a law degree, ran a recruitment agency. Oh, okay. um, but ultimately you know, how I landed into what I'm doing now is, is really based around that, um, that desire to connect with people, but also to help others connect with people because it's, it's a funny world where people have such incredible services to offer the world, but they go to the world and talk about themselves oh, rather I than... I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, my God. 
And that's, and straight away, as soon as we do that, we disconnect. 100%. And, you know, I think what I love about sales and what people probably don't realize is that every single interaction we have with a person, whether it's in our own family or otherwise, is about selling. Definitely. Yeah. You're constantly selling and negotiating and influencing in every part of your life. <laughs> personal constantly that's right and so many business owners and entrepreneurs feel really funny about sales and you know um the thing is is that when we realize that it's actually about being of service and not making a sale then our entire world starts to shift and that is connection and that is relating it, it's that is sales 100 percent. that is it's a much it's a slightly more indirect way of thinking about sales, but it gives you a much stronger uh, brand awareness and business in the long run. Absolutely. So I think it's that, it's, that, um, it's that frustration of seeing how people have so much to offer the world, but unless they can share that in a message that connects with their target audience, yep. then that forever is going to go unheard. Yep. Perfect. Well, what a perfect segue into my question. So okay. How do we create content that connects? Well, I'll tell you how you don't create content right. that connects. I'll tell you what I see. It's content that disconnects, yep. which is, you know, people sit down, entrepreneurs, they sit down to write, as we said, at the keyboard because they know that they have to have a social media presence these days. You have to, otherwise you're missing out on a huge portion of your market. For sure. But they write based on what's important to them. <clears throat> and they're also writing about their service or their product yeah. at the feature level. Yeah. Ah, like, very good point. I like that. Yep. So to put it into perspective, and I'll use me as the guinea pig, Daz, nobody goes to bed at night thinking, how do I create content that connects? No one cares. That's not the thought process that's running through people's minds. It's not stressing them out. It's not keeping them up at night. But what people are looking for is to create financial freedom in their life, to build their business, to have impact, to take care of their family, to have time to do the other things that they love, whether it's physical fitness or going to restaurants. Yep. So if I sit down and create content and simply talk about here, you're gonna learn how to write some words. Mm. Well, I'm not gonna have people to serve because that's not the problem that people are looking to have solved. That's true. And I'm using me as the guinea pig, but for the, for the audience, I really want them to think about whether you're, you know, whether you've got a service or product, if you only go to market and talk about the fact that you teach yoga, or if you only go to market and talk about the fact that you sell computers, um, that is not going to connect with the people based on what they are truly looking for in their life. So we have to understand the butterfly effect of our service, and then we have to communicate that. 100%. And Let's expand on that, the butterfly effect. What does that mean? I like that. So, I mean, are you familiar with the concept of the butterfly effect in I'm science? Not sure. I'm not sure. I might have heard of it, but maybe I haven't heard of the actual term. Okay. So at its most simplistic level, um, science has shown that when a butterfly flaps its wings, it changes the entire ecosystem. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. So, you know, that small, that tiny small, the thing that you would consider to be so small and at, you know, at just the level of the butterfly flapping its wings actually has a profound effect on the entire universe. Beautiful. Yep. So if we think about our service or our product, 
again, I will use me as the guinea pig, but I really encourage the people listening to think about it in their service or product. If I think about, I may teach people how to write some words Mm -hmm. at its most simplistic level. But really, when you think about, well, those words that they learn how to write, connect them with more people in their audience, which turns into more sales in their business, which turns into more financial freedom for them, which turns into more time with their family or doing physical fitness or going away on holidays, which turns into peace of mind, which turns into helping them sleep better at night. Love it. Yeah, so true. And I mean, and I, I always say you have to give people content that's important to them rather than what is important to you. And that's pretty much what you said. Like, the social media, for example, is, is just basically an incredible communications channel. <laughs> and if everybody just uses it, a lot of people tend to use it as a, um, a platform to just kind of throw out whatever they do. But if they use Dear diary, Daz, I am, it's, like, it's like opening up, every time you open up your news feed, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is that you use, it's just like I've sat down to read a whole bunch of people's diaries that I didn't want to read in the first place. 100%. Because people are literally writing, as you say, about themselves. Yep. And then they wonder why they get two likes, a couple of comments, and, you know, they're mostly from their mum, their dog, their auntie, whoever. (laughs) That's right. 100%. And if they would just write about, if they take a bit of time to understand their audience and and know what their audience needs and write about something that they will be, that they will benefit from and in turn build awareness and trust for what they do, that's the butterfly effect. That's what you're talking about. Exactly. And I think, you know, at its most simplistic form, it is about truly understanding how what you do impacts others beyond just the service or product that you offer and then speak to that. I love it. I love it. So true. Before you said, uh, what is it? Strive to help rather than strive to sell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's serving rather than selling because when you come from a place of service, the sales will naturally come yeah, so true. because sales is just a, it's an energy exchange. It's a current. That's why, you know, money is a currency. It's a current. So if you are wanting to serve, then you don't need to worry about making a sale. The reason people feel like they have to make a sale is because they don't believe in what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You just, you just brought up such a I'm great brutal, <laughs> but it's so true. Like, if you're, if you're giving so much value and people trust you to, to the nth degree, they will ask to buy from you. You won't even have to tell them how much it costs. They will say, all right, I, I sign up, let's go. How much is it going to cost? Boom. You don't even have to ask. That's, and that is the power of creating content that connects. So instead of spinning your wheels on social media, trying to do a whole bunch of outreach to people who are not interested in you in the first place, mm. um, when you know how to create content that does connect, people literally are reaching out to you. You put up a piece of content and they are writing to you. It's like you were reading my mind. Oh. I need to know more about what you are doing. It's like you, you, spoke, you spoke to me in those few words or in that caption or that title. It was like you wrote it for me. That's what people say. And that's exactly what happens. Fantastic. Yep. And now before we get into the content itself, um, is there any better time or, or better way to 
put out content? What's your, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm not going to give away too many secrets because this is actually what I teach people in my program, of course. <laughs> However, what I will say is that, again, right, so so many people are drowning in a sea of content noise on social media. In fact, they've sunk to the bottom. That's true. And you'll know if you've sunk to the bottom because you're getting six likes, a couple of comments there from your mum, your dog and your auntie, right? And your posts aren't converting for you. Because the other thing is, you can have some great engagement on your posts, but if they are not converting to clients for you, then they're still not working. That's right. They're not yeah. speaking to your target people, audience. People worry too much about the likes and the metrics when it's the conversions and the, and the uh, results that matter, not the actual metrics. Exactly. And the metrics and the engagement, they help from an algorithm perspective because it's pushing your, the more engagement you get, the more people see your content, True. but you can't measure likes. What you can measure is who is reaching out to you and saying, I loved your content. I need to know more and let's get on a call. To bring it back to the question, because it is people are drowning in a sea of content noise out there. And the reason is, is because not only are they creating content for themselves, but they are then sharing content with no understanding of the strategy around how to romance the algorithm. Yep, 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 like it. And also the psychological journey of a buyer from a Monday to Sunday period and what the platform is is also looking for you to share and when to share. Yeah. So if you think about taking your audience on a journey over a seven-day period every week, there are some very important things that you want to share and very important days to do so, depending on psychologically where we are in our week. Oh, I like that. I never, really thought, I never really heard that before. Taking your audience on a journey seven days of the week. I love that. That's beautiful. So, yes, there are absolutely, there are times to be sharing certain pieces of content during the week, not just from a user activity, you know, perspective on the actual platform, but also where we are psychologically. True. Like Monday morning might not be the time to put out something that's really heavy and needs a lot of engagement because people are just getting their head above water. They're just getting themselves organized. They're not even on social media. Correct. Uh, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning, maybe they're kind of getting serious and Friday afternoon, they're kind of switching off possibly. So maybe not get, don't, don't get too heavy. So you get in the feel for it. You get in the feel for it, Daz. Oh, I love it. See, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And, and what do you say to people that are scared? They don't want to post content because I get this all the time. Oh, I don't know what to say. I'm not creative. Mm. I don't want to expose myself. What if people are going to laugh at me, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Look, it is a big problem for many people and it can be very paralyzing. That fear of judgment, um, particularly for our, you know, more enlightened individuals who know that they're probably not creating content that connects. So there'll be people who won't care and they'll give it a go anyway. And then there'll be people who know that, that there's something missing and they're worried about being judged. Um, Look, if, if, if it's paralyzing you and it's getting in the way of your business growth, then it is absolutely time to do something about that because you are missing out on a huge opportunity if you're not utilizing social media and if you don't have a presence. Sure. It's really important that you do understand the magnificence of what you offer the world because often... Um, so there's a, a, an American rapper who's almost a no-name, but he has this quote that says, if you, if you live 
for their acceptance, then you die by their rejection. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And (laughs) so people are often fearful around sharing content or getting on a sales call because they are so fearful of the rejection because they're living for other people's acceptance. Yeah, so true. When you connect in with the magnificence of what you do, the butterfly effect. Nice. Then that need for acceptance minimizes because you're already connected to what it is that you do. And that's why, um, you know, I don't just take people through a process of how to write. Before they can even write for others, I take them through a process so that they get to see what their actual butterfly effect is so that they can connect in with their true magnificence. Okay, lovely. Maybe let's expand on that a bit. Don't give away any of your secrets, but <laughs> how, do you, how do you work with people? And, you know, I just kind of want to get a sense of your, of your process and what you can offer. Yeah, so one of the things that I take people through is, is a, a process because as my mentor shares, Dr. John Martini, the quality of our life is based upon the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves and others. And so why that statement is so powerful to me and very philosophical in nature, so it can mean many things to many people, but essentially what that means to me is that every single one of us already has everything within us that we need. And when we work with a mentor who asks quality questions, it simply brings from the subconscious to the conscious mind what was already sitting there in the dark. We shine a light on what is already in the dark. Beautiful. So the quality questions that I take people through allow them to turn that light on. That's, it's already there within them and it's just simply about reconnecting with that in what's most meaningful to them. Perfect. And then finding the language and their own what's the word, finding their voice into how to um, show that and share that with the world. Exactly. And so then the next stage to that is going through the formula of identifying what is truly meaningful to your audience and how your service helps people get that. And then the formula around how you create and how you put that into content so that you don't drown in the sea of noise. Nice. And do you work with many different forms of content or do you prefer one style of content to another? There is a particular formula that I use for the content that has clients emerge from the shadows. That's the, that's the powerhouse content that, you know, I normally um, encourage people to create one piece a week in that formula because every time they do my clients, you know, I've, I've had a testimonial shared with me today a week into our work, he created this piece of content using this formula and, you know, he's now at 100% close rate. He's had people reach out to him for the first time ever um, based on his content. So that is, there's a specific formula for that, but then there are also other pieces that we need to share during the week yeah. to be demonstrating value. So true. It's almost like, you know, you're, it's like playing chess in a way. You're you're doing, you're, you're taking your pawns out, you're moving things, and then every now and again, you go, check. Exactly. You know, and it's the same kind of thing, the same kind of rhythm. Your, your content, I always say, your content has to have a rhythm to it. It's, it's art. It's every day you're doing something different, and then some, some content you'll benefit from more than others, but you need the others as well to form the framework and the platform on which it, it sits. So it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a melody, you know, it plays, they all play together. 
That's right. It's a, a beautiful melody that, you know, you have to understand how to bring it all together to create the masterpiece, right? I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> so in other words, you, so you have your formula, your recipe, but I'm, I'm assuming that you work with written content, um, audio content, video content, um, graphic, whatever. Correct. Different degrees and different ratios. Exactly, because it's not just about the words, but it's also the aesthetics. And so I do, I do teach the people that I work with both. Okay, lovely. And so, and do you run courses? Do you do one-on-one um, -on -one sessions? How do you actually work? So I've got both a program and I also work with people one-on-one. -on -one. So um, I like to speak with people to identify specifically what is going to be the best option because... A lot of people are at a point where they've taken programs and they're getting some good info, but there's still something missing. And that's because there's a big difference between taking a program versus having that one-on-one -on -one accountability and mentorship where people actually get to work with you. So yes, there's frameworks, but then it is about working with the individual on what their specific blocks are. You're a coach and you say, all right, let's go. I'm waiting for this. I want to see this tomorrow. Exactly. What happened? Why didn't you created why didn't you post it what happened exactly but most importantly um the thing that um that i do have which is hugely unique is i have a mastermind community so everyone that i work with <clears throat> is part of a wider community and a very close-knit and supportive community um, we also meet once a week and it's you know beyond the one-on-one -on -one, there's also continued support so your business growth is a lifelong journey. It's not just take a program or do a couple of sessions with a mentor. You know, this really is about supporting people to grow their business continuously. So true, so true. And um, obviously, you know, you work with social media a lot. Do you work with other means of communication or social media your sweet spot? It's only social media, does. I, <laughs> I love it. I'm in love with social media. What do you love about it? The reason is, to me, it's the, the biggest reach that you can possibly get with the lowest cost. To me, that's just a no-brainer. It's, it's maximising your impact, right? Why would you not use it if you get such reach for the least expend, expenditure? It just makes no sense to not do it. And I think that's a great point that you make as well, Darren, which is in terms of cost. So there are obviously paid strategies that people can use. And that is important when you want to scale, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, before you even do that, people don't realise that there are methodologies that you can be deploying in your business yeah. that cost you nothing other than some of your time each day. That's right. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, organic growth, essentially. But the problem is, and, and often when I'm speaking with people who reach out to me, they've been spending hours a day on social media guessing. And so they're tired because what they're doing isn't bringing them asymmetric returns because they're not using a proven roadmap. Yep. So part of, it's not just me showing people how to create content. I also give them a proven roadmap. It's called the hour of power nice. and it's the one hour a day to help them grow their business organically. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And do you have a preference as to which platforms or do you work with your clients to find out the best platforms that are help, going to help them? So I will, if I don't already have the answer based on, based on my knowledge, um, I will go and find out which platform is best for them. Okay. Um, 
so, but predominantly the clients that I work with are either across Facebook, LinkedIn, um, or Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's pretty much the same. To me, those are the three, the three biggest ones. And then you have, you know, podcasting channels, YouTube channels. Yeah. You know, some people want to play on TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but I think it's really important to identify for business owners and entrepreneurs and, and coaches and consultants, um, or anyone, you have to know where your audience is. Don't just pick a platform for the sake of it. And also, I don't recommend spreading yourself across multiple platforms, you know, for hours on hours a day because you are going to wear out. So you need to know where your audience is. So true. Very wise words. Like, probably start smaller, find out exactly where you need to be. And then as you get, have more time or you build a team, you can start expanding and infiltrating other markets, other audiences. But initially, you know, be wise with your energy expenditure as well. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, Shani. Well done. Now, any, any case studies or any great stories you can tell us about how you've helped people go from zero to 100 in a month or two months or three months? You know, I'm sharing a piece of content tomorrow, actually, which literally uses the words, you can go from zero to hero. So oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I know. Because I got a, um, a video testimonial from a client this morning, which brought tears to my eyes. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so I've got a couple of case studies at both ends of the spectrum. So I'll share two with you. Please. Um, a testimonial from a client this morning who I uh, was just sharing with you. He's been doing the program for a week. And, uh, you know, he, so he just shared that he's had a couple of sales calls. He had people reach out to him in that week after he created the content. He closed all of his sales calls. Um, and he shares that, so when we first started working together, he had his, his um, coaching program priced at $497 US. So he's in the US. <clears throat> and he's now closed all of the coaching calls of people who've reached out to him. Wow. And he's now doing 1K USD a day. And he's raised his price now and he sold at that price point. Incredible. But what was most inspiring to me was that he shares in this video that he has come from a background of being on food stamps and knowing, and I get quite, I'm going to get emotional. Sometimes I get emotional, Daz. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he always, like he shares that he knew deep down that he's very good at his service, but he didn't know how to get his message in front of people so he could have that impact. Yeah. And that's really inspiring to me because every single person does have something to share, but they keep sharing it about them rather than about how it helps the other person. <clears throat> so true. When you do that, that's when you make those meaningful connections and you get to have the impact and the freedom that you want for your life. Yeah. Opposite end of the scale is, um, you know, a few months ago, I had another client again who reached out to me. He'd been doing his business for many, many years, 10 plus years. He was doing multiple five figures a month. But as what often happens for many, and this is US, um, this is US dollars, what happens for many people is they become comfortable and they don't know where to go next. Um, so we work together and he has, you know, he since has doubled his, his monthly revenue. So he was doing multiple five figures and he's since doubled that with these strategies. Wow, my God. So it works across the spectrum. So it doesn't only work when you're starting, it works when you have a very established business that's doing very well as well. And do you know why that is, Jazz? 
I'd say it's because the behavior and the psychology is the same. It makes no difference. The, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what, it's not about the platform. Now, yes, there are algorithms that we need to stay abreast of and understand what's happening. And that's my job. And that's part of why I have a community because when people finish working with me, it's still keeping you up to date on what's going on from a tech or a science perspective. But human connection principles don't change. So once you master the art of that, that's yours for life. 100%. And you don't have to take another program to learn how to master connecting with people. Definitely. And that's a really good point that you bring up because people might say, oh, now everybody's doing video, everybody's doing this, or everybody's doing that. But what happens in the future when voice technology takes off? Or what happens when there's no more LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram, there's another platform. Once you've understood the psychology and the mechanisms behind what you do and why you do it, you can transition to anything very easily. That's exactly. So it's not about rote learning, you know, rules and regulations. It's about understanding the why and the how. That's so brilliant, Daz. I love that you said that. It's not about rote learning at all. That's right. Yeah. And, then, and that's when you can also get creative because you can start to be you. When you understand the why and the how, you can start to put in, bring in your style and you might do things that are totally um, opposite and, and the antithesis of what other people might think is normal, but it works brilliantly because it works for you. So exactly. that's the beauty of, of being authentic, but you have to understand what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. You make, yeah, brilliant points. I agree. Love it. Fantastic. So Shani, in terms of, um, you know, what you've learned over the years, et cetera, et cetera, any predictions for what might start to really change in the next few years? I mean, I've mentioned voice and a few other things, but anything else that you've seen that you think, oh, we have to be, we have to look out for that. Are you talking about from like a social media perspective, Darren? Um, could be anything really. Could be whether it's platforms, it could be whether it's technology, it could be um, behavior. Just want to pick your brain and maybe give us some insight into where you think things might head. Yeah, look, I think, um, look, everyone's sick of talking about COVID, but unfortunately, and I'm sick of talking about COVID, but with that question, I have to say that um, what is happening right now in the US and, and you know, Australia similarly is there is an, an influx and an estimated influx of people who are going to be starting their own business. They're, you know, they're solopreneur, they're entrepreneur. That's true. So what does that mean for the, you know, for the current state of business owners and entrepreneurs who have maybe newly established and only been around for a couple of months or a couple of years? And even for those who are established, because there's more competition that is about to enter the market, no matter what area of expertise you are in and i might just jump in really quickly and just say it's now the era of the side hustle yes everybody <laughs> has got a side hustle maybe more than one so the market is going to get more and more saturated but anyway continue yeah, absolutely and so there's a there's a you know there's already an issue for so many people that i it's a common thing i hear from people when they come to me and they just like the market's saturated. I feel like an imposter. How am I going to stand out? Why does anybody need me? Well, that, that, that feeling is about to become heightened as we see the, the era of the side hustle and people trying to survive and start their own gig. Yep. So it is now more than ever so important that you equip yourself with the ability to clearly communicate and articulate the importance of your service. 
Because if you don't, we're already drowning in a sea of noise out there. But if you don't learn that now, you are going to notice a big difference in six to 12 months because you're going to have even more competition. So true. And you know what? Like I've in the last one and a half to two years, I've seen that, that already aggressively um, climb already in terms of what you're saying. How two years ago, you could get away with not doing much of this stuff. Nowadays, everybody's jumped on. It's a sea of noise. Yeah. And if you don't find a way to differentiate yourself, you're lost. Exactly. And, but it's important to identify and truly understand that every single person does have a unique selling proposition, a unique selling point. Great point. But it's your job as the individual to find out what yours is and then it's your job to work out how you communicate that in a way that's meaningful to others rather than just talking about yourself. Yep, so true. So it all comes down to content. It all comes down to content. It really comes back full circle. <laughs> well, it all comes down to connecting. Yep. However, in today's world, we are mostly connecting through our content because social media has taken over. It really has. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Shani, absolutely brilliant. I've enjoyed my discussion with you so much. We could go on for another couple of hours. Might have I know, right? On the show. <laughs> if the audience has some questions that you want to ask Shani, feel free to send them in to us so we can maybe organise a, a, a second show because uh, I'm sure we've got plenty of stuff to discuss. Absolutely. But before we go, if people want to get in touch with you and work with you, what's the best way for them to do that? So for me personally, Darren, my playground is Facebook. That's where um, I spend most of my time and that's where my audience is. However, I am also on LinkedIn. Um, so I've just started to branch out my, for my own business on LinkedIn. I work with people who, who use LinkedIn. So people can either reach me on Facebook or LinkedIn um, or, of course, I've got a website. So I'm, I'm sure you'll probably leave some um, details on your podcast. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes for everybody. Thank you. And uh, Shani, it's been such a pleasure talking about my favourite subject. We could talk forever. Darren, I feel like you probably say that to all of your guests, that it's the, your favourite subject. Uh, well, this is, I have lots of favourite subjects, but, <laughs> but this is a, a very favourite subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always like to ask my guests at the end of the show, what would you like to leave us with? Because there's always something that you can give us right at the end that can really help people and maybe even just give them a little nudge in the right direction if they're wanting to go down this content road. So what would you say to people? Um, it is a content road, but I will keep bringing it back to connection. And so I'll share one of my favourite quotes by Zig Ziglar, which is, oh. when we help others get what they want, we in turn get what we want. Ah. So it really is about mastering the art of connection so that both people get what they want. I love it. You know what's interesting is like Zig Ziglar and those guys were the masters of sales in an era where sales was very different to what it is today. Yeah. Um, it was very, you know, they had the clothes and they, it was all about the language and the, you know, the, the structure of the sales process. But it's so interesting that that still was his philosophy and it rings true right now in a very different world. Because human connection principles don't change. So true. What perfect. Well, <laughs> what, a, what a perfect way to finish this conversation. So true. Human the principles of human connection and human behavior don't change. It's, we have to make sure that we access and, um, and assist people and serve others 
in line with those and then everything will just happen naturally. Absolutely great, beautiful. Well done. Well, everybody out there, hope you've had a fantastic um, discussion. I certainly enjoyed this. I've learned a lot. But if you want to chat with Shani about her programs or her consultations where you can learn even more, feel free to get in touch with her. I'm going to put all the show notes or the links in the show notes rather. And uh, everybody have a fantastic day, afternoon. We're going to be back tomorrow for another episode. And bye for now. Thanks again, Shani. Thanks, Darren. See you guys.